This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 35 of the Habs Culture Podcast. My name is Rangadi Bertaja. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. The Montreal Canadiens sit last in the National Hockey League with a solid 19 points. Are we happy? Sure. They have. They now have the highest odds at a 22.5% chance of winning the NHL Draft Lottery and the rights to Shane Wright. No pun intended. <laughs> the price is right. Leafs fans having a whole... Or having a lot of fun on Twitter coming at us, even though they're the ones that lost to Arizona that allowed us to become last. It's all fun and games until they're eliminated in the first round. It's all fun and games until Marner flips the puck over the glass. Right, Leafs fans? It's all fun and games. I don't think there's any Leafs fans here listening to listening? us right now. There has to be at least one. I Is hope there? there is. If there is one, DM us. <laughs> I, I'd like to know, or else we're just talking to house fans and everyone just agrees <laughs> with us, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it would be a little sad. Um, but yeah, the Habs lost again last night in dramatic fashion. Are we surprised? No. Not at all. I think maybe Shane Wright's in the Situation Room in Toronto. He's like, I want to play for these guys. Overturn both calls, not just one. I don't understand though, Mark. Like, look, I, again, we know as much as I guess anyone else on social media or in our friend group knows, but it's it's incredible to me that that wasn't called offside. I mean, there's a clear there's clear evidence in my opinion. Well, we'll start with the uh, the first infraction. Okay, okay. fair. Enough. Right. We'll we'll go in chronological order here. Mike Hoffman, he pushed him did he yeah a little bit right? there was that de- there was definitely some contact we're not gonna be biased here there was contact and they both flew into montombo his blocker was flying in midair as the puck was slowly crossing the goal line but it crossed after the left post was off the mooring so that should have just been no goal right off the bat especially that it's overtime unless there's something that i'm missing like is there a rule i'm missing there's actually a rule and it actually contradicts what happened last night really yeah it's i'm assuming along the lines of if the if the moorings it's yeah if either both moorings or one of the moorings is completely off or out of the ice right before the puck completely crossed the goal line it's no goal okay so by those standards by those standards it shouldn't have counted but then but then but then so the ref says on uh after review of the play, we have a good goal. But we are now doing an official review to see if the play was offside. Because in overtime, you have to review every single thing. Right. Even if there's no coach's challenge. Mm-hmm. So they review they review the offside. And right when we saw the first replay, I'm like, okay, game on. We're going to go back to where's the face-off. Like, it was so offside. For sure. It was funny because I was actually watching a replay this morning and it was on it was through the the Hawks broadcast. Okay. And the the announcers were in a complete agreement with us here. Like they were yeah. like 
clear evidence of offside. And the second that they announced it a goal, one of the announcers started started <laughs> laughing. Really? Yeah, like full out started laughing. I mean, I, I, I think they were as surprised as we were. Look, at the end of the day, are we upset that they lost? Not really. Does it, it help us in the long players. run? Yeah, it's actually the players. And it's like, it's like a little bit... It, it, it's just... I don't know. Like it just sucks as a, yeah. as a hockey player to lose in that fashion, especially when it seems like all signs point to the evidence being on your side. It was a garbage game in general. Like there was no clean passes. There was nothing. Uh, it was an exciting game, though. If this happened last year, I'd be fuming. I'd be, I'd be on this mic going crazy because yeah. last year was so tight with some expectations too, right? Yeah. Um, and look, again, if you're not a Habs fan and you want to come at us and say the floating blue line rule. And yes, the back of his heel was on the, or on top of the blue line as he received the puck. But he didn't have possession. He didn't have possession. How do you consider getting a pass on the tape or uh, possession? To me, look, I'm not a player, but possession is receiving the puck, lifting up your head and stick handling. Right, no. you. I mean, look, again, I don't know what the definition of possession is, but I, yeah. I know it wasn't that. So, <laughs> look, again, are we going to argue with... with with the situation room, look, the, Le- the <laughs> Leafs don't like to see us win. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, Toronto doesn't like to see us win as a whole. But look, again, let's look at the bigger picture here. It's a loss that contributes to a long season of continuous losses. Yeah. And like I was explaining to Mark before the show started, I mean, i much rather be in dead last with the best chance of receiving the first overall pick than on the brink of making the playoffs and not making it. And look, it's easy to say now because we're not fighting for a playoff spot and nowhere near for that matter. But let's let's keep in mind that the, I think this is the first time in a long time where we legitimately are dead last by a good amount. Like Arizona's there, but we're tied but with we're, Arizona, right? But the Habs' win percentage is 0.264, while Arizona's is 2.79. Wow! So well, they beat the Leafs. They beat the Leafs, and their goalie. Vegemalka, is that how yeah, you say his Vemalka. name? I don't know how he... he is very good. Manny played well. Twenty-five-year-old rookie from the Czech. You know, the, Czech. Yeah. I, I want I want a goalie's perspective here. There's something yeah. I've, I've noticed about goalies on bad teams. Okay. Is that when they face so many shots, it allows them to look good. And I'm not saying he's a bad goalie. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's yeah. good. But even if you look at Linus Allmark last year on on Buffalo, he faced a lot of shots and he looked good. And a lot of people thought that he was the reason that they were staying in games, mm-hmm. which was true. But now on Boston, he faces less shots which in turn leads to more goals being scored on him on less shots. I, I just find that it's it's something that I've kind of noticed, a, a pattern that I've noticed in the past couple of years where good goalies on bad teams who face a lot of shots, their stats look better than they might actually yeah. be. Like like a Grubauer, for example. You're just so used to, like you go into the game knowing you're going to get peppered. So you're locked in. Right. Right. And you get so many shots that every game you're like, you know what, if it goes in, who cares? Mm-hmm. So you just stop everything because... It's a different mentality, right? Different mentality. If you're on Arizona and you're like, you know what, go out there and stop as many pucks as you can and you start frustrating the opposition because you're actually stopping them and you don't care if it goes in, but then you switch to a team like Boston that if they let in, if you let in a goal, the whole arena hates right. you because now you're losing or tied in a game that you should be winning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, no, I, I absolutely... Look, yeah, I think I think, I think think goalie mentality in, in hockey is probably the most important thing, right? Yeah. Like, a, like whether it's... Pl- like. We we talk we don't talk about it much, but inside the heads of these athletes, like it's it's a different world, mm-hmm. and especially for a goalie where you're kind of you 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 mind your own business, you do your own thing. So I don't know. It's interesting, but to get back on track here, 
he played a very solid game. Very he solid. He led them to victory there, mm-hmm. making numerous saves. Austin Matthews had a very nice, very nice goal. Very nice credit there. But beautiful Ryan shot. Ryan Zingle outscored him. Mm-hmm. Two on the score sheet. Why, why are we? Why are we covering Leafs games right now? What the hell is going on here? You know, I actually stayed up to watch an Arizona Leafs game because I wanted to see the Habs finish last. <laughs> like, I was watching that game and the Zingle scored. Almost got out of my bed. I was like, let's go. Like, he, it was a nice goal, ish, ish. Um, Phil Kessel looked fast at one point. I was. Did you again, see? That? I haven't watched Phil Kessel in a while, but I look at this guy and I'm like, considering the amount of hot dogs he eats, like he's a he's still fast. Yeah, he's yeah. still there. Yeah, you kind of forget about like everyone who goes to Arizona. You can't just forget ugly arena. Right. But I think I think you go to any bad team. Like actually, the Habs are bad, and you don't forget about. But people those talk players. about Buffalo, even if they're bad. They right. like kind You're of right. talk about them. Like Arizona, literally, no one. They get no coverage. No one cares about them. I like I their, I like their Kachino jerseys a lot. Love the jerseys. Love the logo. But you know what? I think that they're headed in the right direction, to be honest with you. And and look, I, I mean, for the view, the listeners, excuse me, listening at home or wherever mm-hmm. you are in your car, who cares? Um, on I your th- bike. On your bike. Uh, on your walks. Mm-hmm. In the metro. Everywhere. The bus. Worldwide. Worldwide <laughs> entertainment we provide. But the point that, I, that we're trying to make here is that, like... We're, we're, we're talking a little bit about different teams. Yeah. Different, we're, we, you know, like, look, the Habs are in a bad place. They're in a bad place. There's only so much bad you could talk about. Mm-hmm. It's fun to cover a few other things. Look at the uh, unknown players that, like, Vegemalka, who yeah. seems to be making a name for himself. So yeah, exactly. Do not, do not harp on us for giving you this type of content. Remember, like, the Arizona um, golden days, I'll say, for rookies? Like, when they had, like... Clayton Keller? Is that what Keller, you're talking about? Keller, Duclair. Oh, yeah. Chikrin. Domi. Domi. Yeah. Like, they had all these guys, but none of them worked out. Like, first of all, for Duclair, since I just mentioned his name, I'm so happy. Yeah. He's finally found a place in the National Hockey League. And I honestly went in on this guy saying, why would you leave Ottawa when you finally found a place? Like, he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. He, was, he went to the all-star game. I'm like, why would you leave Ottawa there? They're a bad team, and they found you a spot. They offered you a long-term contract. Why would you go risk it to play in Florida? Yeah. And now he's going to get a nice contract after this he one. He will. Um, and he's playing amazing hockey. What is it, his seventh team? I, I, I honestly don't drafted know. Drafted by the Rangers. Right. Was he drafted by the Rangers? Yeah. Traded wow. to Arizona. From Arizona, he was traded to Chicago. And then maybe Columbus? From Chicago... I know he played on Columbus at one point. Oh, I, maybe Columbus came first. But regardless, I think you're right. From Chicago to Columbus, from Columbus to Ottawa, from Ottawa yeah, to so six teams. Yeah, or was that seven? Ottawa I can't to Florida. Count. Too many. Less than Galchenyuk. He's, he's bounced around. Matter. And Galchenyuk was on the ice too against his former team. Oh, that's true too. Um. Yeah. No. Good for Duclair. Honestly, seriously, he he and and honestly, like. Look, a lot of people might might think or might say, you know, he, he's a, a product of Huberto. He's a product of Barkov. But he's a very skilled hockey player. Like, you watch him play, and he has all the tools in his tool belt to be able mm-hmm. to be a good hockey player. Like, he's quick. Like, there's a, to me, there's a difference between fast and quick, but he's quick. His excel is insane. And, I mean, he's got a good shot. I think he's got some pretty good hockey IQ. And he's playing with a some great talent there in the top six in, in Florida. So great situation for him. I yeah. think that'll get the contract. And again, that's see, and it troubles me. And now I'm going to go back on this. When we talked about GM of the year candidates, when it was between Bergevin, Zito and Lamorello. Yeah. Like to me, it was clearly Zito, Bill Zito. 
or Bergevin, but it wasn't either of them. Sure, but if we're gonna if we're gonna take away the bias here, like I I know like yeah, but like to me there there's obviously a little bit of bias towards mm-hmm. Bergevin in that case, but. Like, Zito did a great job of bringing in Duclair, bringing in um, Sam Bennett, like, Montour, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I think Duclair for one times one doesn't really get much better than that. Lamorello lost on the Panarin sweepstakes. Well, that's it. But not only did he lose, but a lot of the moves that he made were moves that he made two years prior, not, yeah, not last there year. There was, last year was the, uh, Palmieri. Palmieri, that's it, yeah. So, interesting. But, yeah, I think you got to give credit to the GM there. Yeah, it's six teams he played for. Okay. Rangers, Coyotes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Sens. He's also a hometown boy. Played in... Yeah, he's from Point Clare. That's one player where I... For him, in his case, I never want him on the Habs. I'd want him on the Habs. But for if I'm talking about for the player... Oh, yeah, I think that would be a bad, never. A bad idea. Like, it's a lot like Drouin. Yeah, I think... Everything he does gets looked... Amplified, he's, right? Yeah, Duclair's in Florida. He goes, he plays hockey. There's Drouin, nothing else to worry about. Yeah. He doesn't have the media in his face 24-7, right? Yeah. It's funny how we've brought this conversation from the Leafs to Arizona to Vegemalka to Duclair. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm saying that guy's and name And Bilzito. Right. Oh, there you go. Um, and a little bit of Bergevin. Speaking of Mark Bergevin. Oh, yeah. There's news about Bergevin. Go ahead. That's your that's your guy, though. I want you to guy. announce it. So the Bicep Club, <laughs> or one member of the Bicep Club, has moved to Los Angeles, Hollywood, which was kind of predicted. Even before he was fired, there was rumblings about him moving on to a senior role in Los Angeles. Um so right now he's currently senior let me google this. He's on top of um Rob Blake. And obviously he doesn't tell me his exact <laughs> position. But yeah, he's in LA. He's yeah. a senior advisor. So he's a senior advisor to Rob Blake. Um there were word there's a word that like he's just there just because he wanted a job and he wanted to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. But he's looking at like the Anaheim GM role. Yeah. I, right? Was it you that told me that? I think it was. I yeah, saw it on, on Twitter. The, okay. I think you told maybe me. Maybe I the sent phone, it to though. you or yeah. oh maybe I told you, yeah. Um for me, I'd want to see Mark Bergevin Edmonton. They're not gonna fire their GM, but why not imagine Mark Bergevin Edmonton? I think that's a take and a half, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that at this point, Ken Holland is the complete opposite of Patrick Exa- Waugh. Oh, okay. But also the... but And you know, like, yeah. in terms of aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah. And Bergevin leans more towards Waugh than, than Holland. With but, a smaller mouth. Right, but that's what you need. And mm-hmm. look, I, I'm not saying that Bergevin is the answer everywhere. Like, we know that he has his flaws in, in, his, in his style. But at the end of the day, they are wasting McDavid and Dreisaitl on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You have Mike Smith... As a starting goalie for that team, you're not making a playoff run. I don't not care how hot they get. He broke his finger. He fractured his finger. Yeah, so now his... he's out. Now yeah. you have Koskinen and Stuart Skinner, which I don't think is the answer. Not at, at all. all. Not at all. And your decor is kind of, look, look, he made mistakes. Ken Holland made mistakes. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to not sweep those mistakes under the rug, acknowledge them, and move past them. And now, I'm not... Look, it's hard for a guy like Ken Holland who's so stuck in his ways yeah. to change his style. He won't do it, though. But he won't. I don't mind it. I'm not an Oilers fan. I'm just saying, if you bring in a guy like Bergevin, who's not afraid to risk Pull the his... Trigger. He's not afraid to risk his name. Right. Or his brand. Or, his brand. Whatever yeah. he... He's not afraid to risk his name to make a splash. Absolutely not. Because... So, he, if he goes there and he says, you know what... Like, he'll trade the first round pick in a second. Yeah, he'll trade anything he wants, not named McDavid or Dreisaitl, to make them better. 
again, it's none of my problems. It just sucks to see such a talented player or two talented players be wasted. And I don't know if you saw, but I, I kind of went, I replied to one of your friends on Twitter. We were kind of just having a discussion about it, but he pointed out like how insane it is that you have two of these players that are continue, continuously getting wasted mm-hmm. on it. Like again, like on a season to season basis. And like, look, McDavid is the best player in the world followed by maybe a McKinnon, but Drysaddle's in the top five and yeah. we can both agree on that. Yeah. But it's like, how much longer will they stay at this? Look, uh, like McDavid's 24 and Drysaddle, if I'm not mistaken, is a little bit older than him. Probably. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. He was drafted, yeah. Right. But the point that I'm trying to make is that, look, they're playing at such an elite level and they'll probably play at an elite level for a long time. But at what point do you say that this is their peak performance? It is. And I feel like 24, 25, 26, like you're in 27, yeah. give or take. But... At that point, like you're gonna see a decline regardless of who you mm-hmm. are. So with that being said, I mean you can't wait much longer if you're Ken Holland, and it seems as if there's no urgency on his part. And with no urgency, comes no, no moves that are being made, and and I just think that that's a mistake. But again, we're sitting here in my basement, discussing about their jobs and what they need to do. It's completely out of our control. We can only speculate and talk about it. But again, it's not our problem. They're one point ahead of the Detroit Red Wings. One point. They sit in 20th in the National Hockey League. And, and you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. That, that's sad. And, and you know what Ken Holland's... I don't know if you... Did you listen to his press conference by any chance? I only listened to the clip about uh, Evander Kane. Okay, because he also said, look, I'm not trading the first round... Like, along the lines of, I'm not trading the first round pick. At one point this year, we were first in the league. And look, mm-hmm. he's right. Yeah. They were first in the league. That, that's a fact. But teams move up and down and yeah. like teams adjust. And, and this is where a conversation that we've had over the course of the past six months comes into play. Consistency. If yeah. they're unable to stay consistent, and look, it's not about McDavid or Dreisaitl staying consistent, but it's more about the team as a whole. And he hasn't built a team that is able to stay consistent. He's never, like, I, I, we've, talked about, we've talked about this so many times and it, it frustrates us that he doesn't pull the trigger on anything. Anything. But... Look, who cares? There's a lot of teams on the lower end of this, of these standings that I'm like surprised. Like Philly, Vancouver's turned it around. Um, the Islanders are 27th in the league. That's because they went on a horrible losing streak. Yeah, without and the trots su- too. Yeah, then the surprise on the top, Nashville's fifth. My God, Nashville. Like I've been saying this for years that they've been on the that they should be going on the decline, it's but they're weird. just not. It's weird. Like why is Matt Duchesne as prime? And why is UC Saros a wall? I know. Like I mean, he's great. Yeah. But like he he's literally a candidate for um, I'm forgetting the name of the award. The Vesna. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Anaheim's twelfth. They have something Anaheim. to prove. Matt. Yeah. They're second in the Pacific. And they're finally turning it around. The LA teams are finally turning it around. Yeah. While San Jose's going to start going down. They will, but it, but you know what? Like, they played some consistent hockey up to date. Mm-hmm. Like Timo Meyer, Hurdle, Couture. Yeah, it just at one point, like absolutely. When LA's in their prime, San Jose's going to be on the bottom. And when yeah, you're right. Right. Calgary is sitting at fifth, but I think that they should be a little higher at this point. In Edmonton division, obviously right? underwhelming. Yeah. It's interesting. I I like this season, but you know you know what, Mark? Like th- the reason that I'm. I'm liking hockey right now. You know, COVID COVID is not making it very easy to like hockey, especially Mm -hmm. NHL hockey right now. But the one thing I will say is that there's a lot of teams that are kind of coming out of nowhere and proving why they deserve a spot in the playoffs, which makes 
which which to me is going to make the playoffs really exciting this year because there might be a team like the Kings making the playoffs with a young with a young core or like with a Kopitar as their leader. It's interesting. Oh, or a Nashville making a run. Surprise, Colorado sits in third in the Central. It's weird. Yeah, to they've see. had like a slow, yeah. on and off type of. But they've also ha- they also have five five games in hand on Nashville. So. Oh, they do. Okay, yeah. and four on St. Louis. Um, the draft lists, mock lists, midseason lists came out um, for the 2022 NHL entry draft, which will be held in Montreal, hopefully, if uh, regulations allow it. Allow it, yes. Uh, Craig Button. I'll start with Craig's. Then I'll go to Sam Constantino. I don't really want to take Craig Button's word, though. I was rereading my tweets this today while I was in class. Sorry to my teacher if he's listening. <laughs> um, and I, I had one tweet where like, it went in on Craig Button. <laughs> Poor guy. Remember when he made that whole Leafs? Of course. Leafs in three. He but laughed then, at us. And two weeks later said, oh, but they're not built to do anything, whatever. Yeah. He pretty much contradicting himself. Um, so, yeah, I take all of his takes with a grain of salt nowadays. But we'll still go through it because he's the the lead draft guy. Yeah. Amateur uh, scout of TSN. That's the that's his term. I don't I don't know, but I, I think you're I think you're along the lines there. Yeah, I think he's the ama- the head of amateur scouting for the for TSN for the Toronto Sports Network. I mean the sports network. Because um, they love the Leafs. Anyways, I tr- I tried to make a joke. <laughs> Obviously Shane Wright at the top. Um and then there's that number two, the guy who I honestly think if Shane Wright has a slow Decline, season like, from now till the right. end, has a bad World Juniors in the summer, Logan Cooley. I was going to say, that name's been trending lately. What if he... Look, I don't know. Because Shane Wright has... He beat um, Connor McDavid's OHL points record at 16 years old. Um, or 15, whatever it was. He has exceptional status. He's an all-around good hockey player, but is, is Logan Cooley the type of guy to bump him out of that? For who knows? We have no idea yet. I've never watched Logan Cooley. I just, from what I'm reading, from what I'm hearing, Sam Constantino has. Oh, is this the the recent one? Oh, it's not the recent one. Okay, so because now a lot of things changed. Okay, here's the recent one. So Craig Button had, right, and then, Cooley, Joachim Kamel. Simon Nemec, sorry if I'm saying his name wrong, Danila Yurov, Juracek, Slava Soski, Matt Savoie 8. See, that drops a lot. For that me. drops a lot, right? Because there's some people who are saying if the Habs get the third overall pick, they want they want Savoie. Yeah. Uh, Constantino has Savoie at 5. He has Lambert at 2. See, Lambert also dropped a lot in Craig Button's rankings too. Where is Lambert? I don't even see him. Lambert's at 18. You see? And Lambert and, two years ago yeah. was number two. And look where Connor Geeky is too at 17. He was, at least from what I saw in initial mocks, was top mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Things change. Things, Things change. change, but this is, I prefer Constantino's list here. But Constantino has Cooley at nine. It's weird. So I think Wright, Wright is 100% going one. Like he's going number one overall. I think you he's don't going take a risk. one based off name value too. Like, look, like I know, I know it's very... Yeah. Okay. We we sitting here. It's it's very easy to say, but at the end of the day, like, it's like people know. Sh- uh, I don't know. I, I'm saying that as if scouting departments are not all over the fact that 
if Cooley's the better player, they'll take Cooley. Like, I don't think they're... But I think some teams might be afraid to say, like, we're going to go off the board here. Like, a lot of teams are afraid to make those decisions. At one, it's so scary because yeah. you make the safe pick, and in a few years, you can get roasted. But yeah, at exa- the time, you won't. You know what I mean? Right. I'd rather pick the safe guy, and then he doesn't pan out, than take a risk, and then that guy doesn't pan out. You know what I right, mean? Right, right, right. Um, Bobby Clark executive for the Philadelphia Flyers and legend for the Philadelphia Flyers, roasted. They absolutely went in on Ron Extel, Yeah, his former that. GM. But can I say something? Is it not easy to say now? Oh, 100% it's easy to say now because anyone could say... Uh, well, we could say, what if we took some X player over Kotkaniemi, right? Like, exactly. Again, it's a different... Uh, yeah, uh, It's not really different. It's not but different no at all. One, like, but he said, none of our scouted... None of, and I quote, none of our scouts wanted Nolan Patrick. They wanted Makar. And this was the second overall pick. Shane Wright, I think he's much better than Nolan Patrick if we compare both guys at 19 years old. Yeah, you're right. But it's reminding me a lot of the Nolan Patrick draft where Nolan Patrick was consensus number one pick until the World Juniors. Nico Heischer goes absolutely nuts at the World Juniors and then for the rest of the season gets taken first overall and Nolan Patrick goes second and now he has a very slow start to his career. Is it a right comparable? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think so. Right. I'm just, I don't know why I'm getting this whole vibe of I know Shane Wright, Nolan Patrick. I know why. And correct me if I'm wrong. Why? But I feel like, I feel like Shane Wright has proven, has proven himself as, as a top hockey player in this draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best. Yeah. But I think the problem is, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that he is a great hockey player, but I think that what makes him a great hockey player is that he's good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But there's not a specific thing in his game, at least from what I've observed so far, yeah. that makes him stand out. Now, I compare it to Lafreniere, and I'm not saying that Lafreniere, for example, like Lafreniere had great numbers in the queue. Yeah, Crosby numbers. Crosby numbers. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Lafreniere won't pan out. Is his situation ideal right now for a young player who needs minutes to, to succeed? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But the point that I'm trying to make is that Lafreniere, scout, as he was scouted, was scouted very much as an all-around hockey player. Not great at anything, but very very good at a lot of things. And I just think that it could be a similar situation where Shane Wright is very good at a lot of things, but not great as one, which in turn leads him to be, you know, maybe not a franchise number one guy. Yeah. But again, like, I'm not, I'm not a scout. I don't know. I'm making, like, I'm making, like, I, I'm speaking based off what I've seen. But I, I don't know as much as a lot of other people do. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It, I'm not a scout either. I'm just, I don't know why I'm getting that. I think it's just the media who, people but, talking about people now overthinking Shane Wright. You know, I think he's consensus number one. But maybe, maybe it's also because people are directing their attention to the next draft for Bedard, Bedard and yeah. Mishkov. They're comparing Wright to Bedard right now. I think Bedard's in a. I think that's. I don't think that's a fair comparison. Bedard, me neither. I think Bedard's in a. a fir- There's different classes of first overall picks. Absolutely, there are. There are the Nico Heischers and. Who can we put in Nico Heischer? I was going to say like Lafreniere, but I think it's too early to say. I that. think it's too early for Lafreniere. Whatever. There's the Nico Heischer. Um. There's the Ekblad Lafreniere, maybe. Or I think right. Lafreniere's going to be better, in my opinion. I, I think, think. I think Lafreniere will pan out, and I think. I think that, Lafreniere's a stud. Yeah. Like, in my opinion. And then, but there's the Matthews McDavid. We'll go to the highest yeah. one. There's the Matthews McDavid. 
where you're literally getting I, I'd even consider McDavid in his own class. Of course. Like you're getting a franchise player who will change your franchise and Bedard's up there. Yeah, and and I was gonna say it, like I'd put him in that category and and people might say, Well, that's that's like a quick assessment. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind the numbers that this guy is putting up at such a young age. And then you could also say, Well, look what Shane Wright is doing. But at the same time it's it's like again, it's it's I think I don't know not I, just numbers, like dominance. Like he's dominant on the ice bedard you know what that's I mean? what i'm saying like you know like look i've always i've always lived by when i when i watch hockey games in the like i believe in the eye test and again it's like it's not very accurate test but like you know last night when i was watching lucas reichel play he passed the eye test in terms yeah. of what he's able to do kotkin yemi when he first started out with the Habs, did not pass the eye test now is it an accurate representation of who they are as hockey players not necessarily at all but again when you watch bedard play it's a dominant, he, he's dominant like you just mentioned. Yeah. Whereas Shane Wright, it's not maybe dominant. Maybe it's his hockey IQ that takes over. But again, like you watch a guy like Nick Suzuki. Is he dominant? Not necessarily. Exactly, you're but right. But he's a smart hockey player who knows what to do at both ends of the ice. So again. But I'd still love him on the Habs because I think a first overall pick is a first overall pick. Absolutely. But there are classes to first overall picks and you have to be lucky like the Toronto Maple Leafs were to land an Austin Matthews, to be lucky like the Edmonton Oilers were. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um... But yeah, there's different lists. Shane Wright consensus number one. I'd love to have him on a team. I think he's a good kid. I think he's a good player. I'm on Tankathon. Do you know what Tankathon is? No. So it's uh, it simulates the draft lottery for you. Okay. So obviously the Habs sit first. Oh, I think I've seen that. And then you could just click it out as you many times it as you at, want. You click it out. You can spam as many times as you want. They have their mock draft. Um, but the rules changed of the lottery. And I don't think they updated it. Um, so I have to go like the pick odds. So, yeah, the Habs... Oh, I made a mistake at the start of the episode. I said 22 and a half. They have 25.7% odds wow. to win the draft lottery, which is the highest. So, you know how people say, oh, you're dead last in the league? Well, if you're second to last in the league, your odds drop to 12.1%. Right. So, so you go from 25.7 to 12.1. Did your mic stand break? No. Oh, you're just... My oh, you back is back. hurting okay. a little bit, yeah. Uh, so yeah so there's a huge gap between one and and two so since i'm on it i want to have some fun and see uh let's see how many times out of five okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna scroll all the way to the bottom so i don't see it and then i'll do the top three okay you ready yeah so, uh, sim lottery okay it's going okay Okay, so as of right now, I'm scrolling towards the top. And at seven, already everyone bumped down one spot. Okay. So someone moved up. That means I don't think the halves on the lottery in this case. Right. Okay, so third overall. Okay, I just saw the whole thing by accident. Third overall, <laughs> Arizona. So they went down one spot. Okay. Second overall, New Jersey. So that's obviously the one that moved up. Who jumped up five spots. Wow. Um, and they would have not only a first overall pick in Hughes and then a second overall pick in, oh no, first overall pick in Heischer, first overall pick in Hughes. Yeah. They'd have a second overall pick here. They'd have Hughes's brother, whatever. That'd be amazing for them. Um, and the first overall pick, Shane Wright to the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think we need to run it again. No. But I think, <laughs> I think what Mark and I... I think I'm going to send this to Batman by email and I think <laughs> they just use this. Oh my God. Something about that draft seems, uh, draft, that lottery sometimes seems a little off, but... I did it again. Now the Habs dropped a third. But I'm just saying, 
if they finish first, I think the most you can drop is the third. You mean if they finish last? Yeah, sorry. Okay, if right. you have the highest odds, the most you could drop is the third. I, Once you're in second to last, then it starts getting risky. And look, I, I mean, uh, I agree with you. Like, I, I think that, yes, there are tiers to this. There are tiers to first overall yeah. picks. But can I tell you that I'd be mad with the Shane Wright? Absolutely not. No. Would I be mad? Uh, now I'm going based off Button's rankings. Would <laughs> I be mad with a Cooley? Absolutely no. not. Like, Savoy, no. Like, I'm not mad with any of these players. I'm just happy, again, like I mentioned earlier on in the show, that we're in a position where it's like almost a lock to get one of the top five yeah. prospects. And like, that's something that doesn't come by very often. We've messed up twice, but we've messed up twice with a different management team. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens now. It's just, you know, when you're like so bad, you just want the ultimate prize. And I just like to see the Habs select first overall. I agree. Because if he is that player that can be a game changer, then you're, then you're up there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You're up there with the... Like, if you select Logan Cooley, okay, you'll have Suzuki, Cooley, Caulfield, Romanov. They're all good players. But if Wright becomes that guy who takes you to the next level, then you... The Mark. Mar- first of all, the marketing for the National Hockey League would be nuts. Matthews versus Wright, McDavid versus right. Wright, all in Canada. That'd be crazy Mark, for Sportsnet. we've never had that type of player. We've had Carey Price. Well, we well, have Carey Price. Well, the Canadians have, but in our era... Yes, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> give or take in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had, we have, and still, we've had, and still have Carey Price. Yeah. But we've never had that forward. Yeah, I've never had that. I don't know. Yeah, because Price can't score goals. Like we, ha- there's McDavid. Yeah, there's McDavid. There's Matthews. Like I think I can name one on almost every team besides like the, you know, like Lafreniere. There's like Barkov. He was second overall, but still right. like. I want that player. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But speaking of speaking of drafts, um, last year's pick. Oh, yes. Yeah. We wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Logan Mayu. Four points in two games. I feel like it's a touchy subject. And I, it, you know what? I, I think we should get it out here. I feel like I feel like we should break the stigma here. Is that, is that the right way Break of putting Break the stigma. It? He's part of this organization. Chantal Maccabé, now the president of communications for the National Hockey League, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. She didn't get promoted that high, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, says he deserves a second chance. Much like Holland said about Evander Kane, even though Evander Kane deserves, se- like, I guess, seven chances at this right. point. Because yeah, that's been too many. But I think we're talking about, uh, how old is he? 18, 19? Give or take, yeah. Your old kid who made a mistake, a very big mistake, which I don't think we should ever forget about or push under the rug or... Never, you know what I mean? no. He made a mistake. And, and Should he own up to it even more than he should now? Yes. I think there hasn't been enough owning up or enough recognition to the victim and to the victim's family. Do I think all that? Yes. However, once he gets into this organization where he leaves... Um, where is he? He's in... Um London? He's London in, Knights, yeah, yeah, London. When he leaves the Knights and he comes to Montreal Canadiens, they need to build, and they said they would, but this was under the Bergevin Molson era. Now you're under the Gordon era with Molson and Maccabi. Find, find a way to communicate to the fans and to the media that this kid learned from his mistake, apologized properly, and actually felt guilt. You know what I mean? Right. Which I don't think he's shown yet. That there's st- there it has to be done sooner rather than later. But do I think he deserves a second chance? Yes. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Because, it, you know what I mean? He has four points in two games. Am I saying he's Kale McCarr? No. I'm just saying he hasn't played hockey in a long time. And he looks good out there. He he has a wire. Like, he was wiring wristers from the point. Like, it's nothing going through goalies, chest protectors. And look, he, before the, the whole mess, <laughs> why are you sitting like that? <laughs> you can, if you're comfortable, sit like that. I don't mind. Um, before the whole mess, he, I think he was top 12 projected. He ends up going 30-whatever to the Habs. Right. He's a good hockey player. There's obviously stuff to be fixed. But when we bring him up on the podcast, I think we're talking about hockey. We have to talk about hockey right. here. We're, yeah. we're on the same page with... We, we we don't agree. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. We don't agree with what he did. No, that, that, that's what I was gonna say. It's like we're we're not we're not like when we talk about him as a hockey player, we're not pushing s- aside. We're, yeah, like we're not. We're, we've acknowledged what he mm-hmm. did, and like we're aware of that. And like even to say like, do we believe that Bergevin and his team should have selected Mayu at thirty one? Probably not. Yeah, probably it might not. have been. Exactly. It, it, it was a sensitive like topic at the time, and and for him to even like opt out of the draft and then even like take him like that's 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 a little insane, but. He's now part of the organization or is will be at one point a part of the organization. We have to remind ourselves of that and, yeah. and then and talk about his hockey and set aside for now or like not, not set aside, but acknowledge what he did. Think about it and now talk about his hockey. Yeah, because people within the organization and people all over social media have acknowledged that he does deserve a second chance. So let's let's. But he needs to own up to it. Absolutely. In my opinion. I, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, he, but he, he yeah, played well. I mean, look, I just wanted to bring it up because yeah. I think that he is playing well. Um, he looks dominant as a, as a defenseman, mm-hmm. and that doesn't come come by very often. Um, I don't I don't watch London Knights games yeah. to know, but I, <laughs> I I'm on so like Twitter, then you see a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But again, his stats show that he's a, a a solid defenseman. And on top of that, like there are some clips of him not even scoring, but just like the way he handles the puck, so, yeah, the way exactly, he skates, yeah. he looks good. So that's definitely encouraging, especially with a team that with the Montreal Canadiens that, that look like, you know, we were talking about it before the show started, but Romanov's going to be a big part. Mayu might be a big part. Norlinder, um, to continue on, I'm forgetting some names, Struble, Harris, one more. Anyway, there, there's a Clegg, whatever. There's young defensemen on this team that could really flip the switch in terms of what the Habs have been trying to do, which is stay at home defensemen who block shots and protect the goalie. And, and switch that to some puck-moving defensemen who could actually contribute offensively, which we haven't seen in a little while. 100%. They need those type of players. Um, yeah. Before we get into uh, Team Canada and the Olympics, because we'll get onto they finally announced the roster. Do you agree or do you like the all-star format? No, I hate the it. The way the players are chosen, not I hate the way it. the skill count. Like, I talking about it with my dad are. yesterday. Okay. I was telling him, about, he, he was like, yeah, Suzuki was, was picked. And, and I was like, yeah, he was. And then I don't know what, and basically we were kind of going back and forth and he was like, was he deserved to be picked? And I was like, yeah, but like, like taking into account the other players that weren't chosen. And he was like, and I was like, yeah, well, they only, they take one per team. Like they have to. And he says, well, like, that's kind of ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree because the all-star game, you're taking the best players in the league, not the best players from each team. Right? Like, yeah. So people don't know the NHL, everyone has to be represented. Every team has to be represented in the all-star game. I feel like the NHL, the All-Star game fell off ever since, you know, the one in Ottawa. They did like that. 
Even that the one was, in Columbus. That was fun. They did like a fantasy draft yep. and like all that stuff. That was fun. They, where they actually made like an enjoyable content. The three on three is cool. Yeah. It's just repetitive, but it's cool. But Mark, the, the, the one thing that I've noticed about All-Star Games, not only in the NHL, but across major leagues, is the fact that there's a lack of competitiveness. And that's going to happen yeah. regardless. No one cares. But, but... One thing that I've noticed in the NBA, for example, is that they've made it competitive by, again, picking two captains, having a draft, oh, yeah, and there's right. incentive to win. Mm-hmm. They make And look, I'm not saying... And, and I think there is incentive to win in the NHL, too. I think the winning team takes home they get a, a certain prize. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like, look, they don't care enough, no. which in turn leads to the fans not caring enough. Yeah, like, and, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Continue no, I was just going to say, like, it, it's a fun event, and I think that they could make... I think the NHL, I'll, I'll use this term, has, has fumbled the bag a little bit. I think that they're... Multiple occasions... M- Yes, not just the especially All-Star the game. Seattle expansion draft, but whatever. And and I just think that there 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 are so many times where the NHL has an opportunity to, you know, hit the nail on the head, mm-hmm. and and miss by a, a meter. Yeah, and is, that, is that a saying? Not miss by a meter, but hit the nail on the head. I'm pretty <laughs> I've never sure. Heard that. Okay, no, but I know what I'm, you mean. Like they they have an opportunity out. to make themselves bigger on a bigger platform, and they don't do it. Look, they 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 have a very hard time expanding, and we know that they're, that they're. They're rising in Finland and they're rising in Sweden and they're rising. I don't know. I just think hockey in general. I'm not trying to get into this conversation, but I think that hockey in general is lacking in comparison to some other major leagues in terms of publicity and marketing. Like the the NBA All Star Game, there were guys in the fourth quarter taking charges. Like they were taking charges to make sure they won that money for their team for the foundation. That game was insane. Like LeBron. Look, and like I'm not the biggest basketball guy. Like I don't really care for Mm -hmm. it. But it's the fact that like. There's a competitive when there's the best players in the league playing against each other Competing? in a competitive yeah. format. That's that's a lot of fun, and like mm-hmm. it would be so cool to see like you know the the Atlantic Division go up against the Metro Division, but like Crosby and OV actually play seriously yeah. together. Like that's cool, yeah. but I don't know if we'll ever see that because now there's no Crosby. Right, he didn't get. He's not there. Right, no, but but you know what I mean, like. No, no, yeah, I know what you mean because like, they don't try that. Like it's just breakaways and two on O's and stuff. Yeah, and like you see, like Binnington doing crazy yeah. stuff. Like, look, it, it's fun and it, and it's funny, but it's it's you know it, it's cool as fans to see the players come together and show what they're really made of. But at the end of the day, we're getting the complete opposite, which is not even a glimpse of what like it, it's not it's not competitive. Last year should have been or the year before, sorry should have been a, a shock to the National Hockey League when a guy like Ovechkin says, I don't want to come to the All-Star game. Right. And what they do, they give him a one-game suspension <laughs> because they have to do something. Him and Price said no. I feel like there was someone else, but even Price said no. So there was no representative for the Habs. Did I care? Not really because no one else deserved it. Maybe Weber I would have but liked see, to see. But, but see, but Mark, like, the fact that you didn't care is also sad, right? Like, And I'm not saying like like to you specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's sad for the league that like in the end... And, and I'm sorry to cut you off, and I'll let you finish yeah, yeah. in a sec. But I was just gonna say, like in the NBA, like when, like when they announce their resume, it's like three-time champ, two-time <laughs> All-Star. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. being an All-Star is important. Mm-hmm. But in the NHL, like you say, he has three Stanley Cup rings and one MVP, but you're never saying he's a ten-time All-Star. Yeah. Like maybe it comes up, but it doesn't matter in a resume. And I'm not saying that it should be the focal point of a resume. But what I am saying is that at least make it so that if you're selected as an All-Star. Because you're an all-star. It's because because you're supposed to be there and not because you have to be there. In 2013, when McKinnon or 2014, remember when Colorado had the almost, I think they had the worst season ever recorded in the National Hockey League. McKinnon was chosen for an all-star. I think he had 20 points or 30 points. Right, because he had to be chosen. Because he had to be chosen. He said it himself. He said himself, I don't feel like I should be here along Mm -hmm. with the all-stars. Like, I have 30 points. So now, look, I have nothing against Suzuki. 
I think he, at one point in his career, will be a legitimate NHL Absolutely. All-Star. But to be on the ice with guys who are literally having record-breaking seasons, like poor Nazem Kadri, like I, I brought I, up this topic because I, I, I was, saw I just got that notification the, too. The right? One, yeah, read the read it. Well, I was just gonna say because McKinnon actually rips the All Star Game format. He says yeah. um, he he basically said about Nazem Kadri not being um, selected for the All Star Game. He said it's not a participation mm-hmm. game, and it's and it shouldn't be. It's not. Anyway, I think that again we. We know we know the NHL has to do better. Yeah. Is that, and I and I do I think that that's going to be with Gary Bettman in charge? Absolutely not. Yeah. And look, he, he's done some good for the league, but I think that it's and he said he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. That's a little scary. Like I'm not going to cry if there's no Habs representative at the All Star Game. Like I, guys should be deserving of whatever of going. I agree. Look, uh, we've been all over the place this episode. You got, uh, and and I and I don't and it, again, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about in particular, mm-hmm. let us know. But for the most part, again. Habs hockey is definitely underwhelming at this at this point in time, so there's not much to talk about. Do you want to go over the the last couple games? Uh, I'll just go over Hockey Canada here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and then the, we'll uh, go over the Bruins game. Yeah, we'll do the Bruins game, and we could even do the Hawks game. Yeah. Too. Um. So today, uh, Hockey Canada announced the roster for the Olympic team. That will be the the team that will be representing Canada at the Olympics. Um. And it looks like I when I open this thing, I'm like, this is from 2010. There's no way this is 2022. Right. Names like Eric Stahl, former Montreal Canadian, Mike Richards, wow, former Flyer and Los Angeles King, Joffrey Lupo, <laughs> um, the King of LTIR. Well, actually, it might be Kucherov now. Jordan Tutu, Chris Ver- Versteeg, Patrick Marlowe's back in the game. P.A. Parento, another former Hab. On defense, Mark Mathot. Kevin Bieksa is leaving the studio. Are you kidding? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's Kevin insane. Kevin Bieksa is going to play. Carlo Colavioco. Colavioco. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's the guy on TSN. Yeah, he is. So now, what the heck? Um, Dion Phaneuf. No way. Their goalie, Devin Dubnik. And then with all these old guys who haven't played hockey in a while, there's a lot of World Juniors players. Ken Johnson, Mason McTavish. Does this does this mean they've all accepted to go, or does this just mean that they've been named to the team? This is the team that's okay. going. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Connor Bedard. Wow, that's impressive. Owen Power, and and Caden Gooley. That's our man. That's, that's our, our boy. man. No Shane Wright playing playing on the back end with Bieksa. <laughs> Imagine that's, that's a, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a big. It's a heavy heavy yeah. duo. Can BXS still skate? I don't. I don't know. Guys who knows? Seen at a desk for who knows how long. Unless like after his shift of hockey night in Canada, he goes to a three round three rink and just starts like. <laughs> I really like him though. I think I, I like think him. he's. I think he's what uh, Sportsnet needed in terms of oh, personality. Definitely. Much Especially, better than uh, who's that goalie guy, oh, Kelly Rudy. I oh, don't. My. I dislike that guy so much. Uh, yeah, same here. And you know who I don't like either, Marty Biro. I know. We. I think he's on TSN. He's on TSN. He's oh, TSN. My gosh, yeah, he's yeah. terrible. But like, I I don't watch because when I watch Habs games that are. TS and RDS. I watch RDS because I like Mark right, right, and, right, and whatever. Um, and Pierre Oud, he's amazing. But when I watch, like, I have to watch Sportsnet because I'm not gonna watch TVA. TVA is even worse. Oh my god, that's terrible. So I watch Sportsnet, and it's just like, first of all, they're announcers. You know, uh, should should uh, I feel bad? But I should we be doing this? <laughs> I don't know. What who are we talking about here? I just I just feel like. Their announcers need improvement. I'm talking about sports in general. Oh, okay. Their announcers need improvement. 
and then you go to and you you go into an intermission. You're watching a Habs game, and you go to intermission. And first of all, the announcers like like look. I'll say Gary Galley, okay? Look, like he's Gary been there Galley. for a while. He's been there for a while. He just doesn't know much about the team, right? And you're kind of like Mike Johnson knows the Canadians because he studies and he watches every game. Gary Galley watches every game. Don't get me wrong, because he has to, because he gets paid to. But let's say Gallagher's coming up the wing, and he goes, you know, Gallagher for the past few games has been dangling and doing a great. Move. No, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't because he has hands of stones. Don't say that. Yeah, you you know what? I, I've noticed that with a lot of like like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like it's not even like like I, I've seen it. I've seen it everywhere. Like you when I watch football, mm-hmm. like again, like okay, like, but it's like this play, like. I'm watching the Steelers, my favorite team, and it's like this guy returns the kick. What? Do you, what? Do you, it's not. It's not even him. Like, yeah. what, what's going on here? Yeah. Like I, um, a name mistake, I don't mind. It's just if you're going in and in on right. the Canadians on the power play, have been moving the puck amazing for the past, and they they just haven't. Right. I, haven't. I know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I I understand. So you're watching that, and you're getting frustrated, and then you go to Hockey Night in Canada intermission. Kevin Bieksa, amazing. He's doing a very good job. Um, Ron McLean, love him as a host. Um. Who's the other one? There's um, Botteril. She does a good job. She knows what she's saying. But there's there's Kelly Rudy who comes in. And look, he has some good points about goalies. He's always asked about goalies because he was a goalie. He lost to the Habs in 93. And I'm convinced that he still has a I don't like this team kind of mentality. Right. But he just brings up the same points every time. Hmm. And you're just kind of like you're watching a Habs game and they're winning. They have a good game. You go and talk in Canada, and all they're talking about is Michael Bunting <laughs> and how Michael Bunting's playing well with Austin Matthews and how Austin Matthews didn't shave his mustache for this game because the last time he played in Arizona, he shaved his mustache and he didn't have such a good game from his mom and dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of unnecessary commentary sometimes. So that needs improvement. I don't know how we got into this conversation. Yeah, neither do I. How do we start talking about Gary Galley? Um, because we were talking about Kevin Bieksa. Oh yes, Kevin Bieksa, and um, I love Kevin Bieksa. Biron. I love Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I really like him. He was a good addition to the crew. Yeah, I like Brian Burke also. He was, but like, he, but he's not. He anymore. didn't do anything. He was always, he looked always pissed off. Yeah, in the top left corner or whatever. Yeah, he was funny. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he looked upset a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, we're we're definitely off track here. Definitely. Um, but we'll yeah. talk about the Habs. Yeah, let's again. talk a little bit about the team that we. This is the Habs Culture Podcast. In case you forgot. Um. We'll start with the Bruins because they last episode I said they were playing Chicago because on the cal- the calendar lied to me. By the way, you you're you need to buy a Savard jersey now. By the way, he didn't. Mm-mm. He scored two. He scored two. You know, I was watching that game. Well, first of all, because I said he was going to do it against Chicago because we thought it was the Chicago game first. Right. Okay. Because the Bruins game was uh, a postponed game that was brought in yes, before the Chicago yes. game. So. Even if it did happen against the Bruins, I would have came up and said uh, it didn't happen in Chicago. So no, you would have bought it. I would have made you. I would have made it happen. Yeah. Um. But he, I was like looking nervous when like Caulfield <laughs> was like skating quick and like having a good game, and then Savardo's dangling. But I'm like, you know what? It's not gonna happen. Um. But yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't at even all. come close. Um. Bright spots from that game. Most definitely. Most definitely. Michael Pozzetta. That guy's a horse. Yeah, the Bruins game, yeah. He's a horse. You know, you, you want to earn a spot on the team? 
do that. But man, Armia. he cares. He cares. And yeah. look, it's hard for players to care right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're dead last in the league. You have nothing to play for. Like I get it. I get it. And I've played hockey like on teams that look. We played on a garbage team together. Oh my god, that was bad. It was bad. People bickering at each other left and right. The coaches didn't care. Like it was it was, that was a, a major throwback mess. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, like you go out there and you say like. I'm here to have fun, but let, let me let me show them what I can mm-hmm. do. And I feel like there's a very there's very few players that are doing that right now, but one of them being Pizzetta. And yeah. I like the way he's playing. And look, I'm not expecting every single player on the team to come out and, and all of a sudden it's it's like, holy cow, Rem Pitlick is, is the next McDavid. No, oh, yeah. Obviously not. But <laughs> but Rem Pitlick in the Chicago game looked good. And he mm-hmm. looked like he cared. And he looked like he was showing he was trying to prove his worth. And that's and that's what I want to see. And look, it's easy for a guy like Drewan to take a game off, or a guy like even Suzuki to to take a game off because they they've secured their spots. But it's it's nice to see some some glances of, I care. Hundred percent. He didn't have such a strong game against Chicago. Um, but Marchand played like an absolute beast. Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron. Pasternak's been on fire. Um. You know, as a kid, I hated the Bruins. They made me cry on multiple I occasions. I don't, mind I don't mind them anymore. Now I don't mind them. I don't think. I think it's because I've dedicated so much hatred towards the Toronto Maple Leafs, and so much stress. And like, I'm always pissed off about the Leafs, even though we beat them, right? And we always come out on top. But they're just so arrogant and annoying that I've I've hated them so much. Now I watch the Bruins and I appreciate their skill. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know what? To me, to me, when we talk about hatred towards the least, to me, more it's the fan base than anything. Mm-hmm. I think that they're very much like us, and that's where that's where our heads clash. Yeah. But um, the one thing about the Bruins that I've noticed is like the reason that I don't dislike them as much as I did because I really was not a fan of them, and it yeah. was a legitimate rivalry. But the thing was is that like. You don't have Nathan Horton there anymore. Yeah. You don't have Lucic there. You don't have Chara there. You don't have... I mean, you have Bergeron and Marshawn. Marshawn's always been a pest and will be a pest. But when w- during that rivalry, he was not he as was, dominant no, not a hockey all. player. Not at all. So... Like, they were just... McQuaid. They just shit out of everyone. That's Adam McQuaid. And, oh, my God. And there, were, there was, like... And... um. Uh, uh, that guy on the fourth line center, uh, uh, Thornton. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, oh my they were God. just a... Tuka Rask and and no no not Tuka Rask. Um, Tim, Tim Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Wow, they're just a mean team, and they would just bully everyone. They bullied everyone, and they just always beat the Habs in the in the playoffs. They bullied and... Vancouver to a certain extent. But... Oh yeah, yeah. They that was legitimate in bullying. Game seven. Yeah, that was bullying. And the whole city went down in flames. But yeah. Anyway, coming back to the game. I'm like, sorry. Fun yeah, fact. Go ahead. Uh, Jim Benning was part of the Bruins organization. It was in the Stanley Cup picture on Vancouver ice. Like he won the cup with Oof. the Bruins, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's a uh, maybe he's an insider for the Bruins. Yeah, maybe. Not, well, now he has no job. So, well, maybe he was. Maybe he was. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, but you know th- that game was kind of a dud again. Like, yeah. Montreal didn't look great off off the off the rip, and and look like Jake Allen clearly was not feeling a hundred percent. That could that we could tell that. Oh yeah, he got hurt. He got true. hurt. Yeah, and and then everything kind of fell apart. Look, uh, definitely a little bit of puck luck on Boston's side, mm-hmm. but. But it's not to say that Montreal deserved to even win that game. Yeah. I, I like that one point where, um, like, Pizzetta scored and it was 3-1, I think. Mm-hmm. And it became a bit more like, okay, we could actually come it back. It was a little bit more tight checking, yeah. And tight checking, they were hitting, they were, like, actually playing quick hockey. Because I'd much prefer that where, like, I kind of wanted them to score again. Then 5-1, you're just like, okay. Oh, yeah. And, and I said it last time. Like, yeah. look, like, lose games by all means. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But it'd be nice if you could lose 4-3. Yeah, I exactly. won't complain. 
Um, and then and then we look at the Chicago game. Yeah. And again, look at the end of the day, it's it's that zero shots for the first zero cut. shots for yeah. And and Rem Pitlick refuses to shoot the puck when mm-hmm. he looked pretty good in that game. But I I mean look I again zero expectations. There's a couple of players that I want to see. And I think there's if there's one guy, and, and I didn't even mention him before, but one guy that shows up every time that he's on the ice, it doesn't matter, is Alexander Romanov. Every yeah. what single a hit, man. time. Clean. Very clean. Super clean. They play, they're supposed to play the Devils on Saturday, but that was supposed to be in Montreal, so it got postponed for obvious reasons. So their next game is in Arizona on Monday at 4 p.m. Because it's Martin Luther King Day in the U.S., so, 4 p.m. in Arizona on a Monday. That's so random. That's the like, like definition of a snooze fest. I, I just want to know, like, the two worst who's teams showing up to that game? Two worst teams in the Which, league going I at a, it on a Monday. I have a question. If, if you were, like, I, I don't, like, because, like, if you were offered tickets to that game, would you go? Do I live here? <laughs> like, do I have to fly there? <laughs> no. Sorry. If it was in Montreal, like, would you go? Yeah. Like, I would go too, but it's like. I, just to, like, get, like, a. A hot dog or something, right? Like just for the just, just to get like out of the house, the exper- yeah, just to get out of the house, get out of the house get and watch Rem Pitlick. You know what I mean? Um, if they made me fly to Glendale, if they paid for my flight, sure. <laughs> I wasn't referring to that, but yeah. But if if I have to fly to Glendale <laughs> uh, and pay for my flight and maybe get stuck in there in quarantine, <laughs> yeah, there's no chance I'm going to watch. Um, I wasn't expecting you to go fill a thrill no up worry. against Montembeau. <laughs> oh, well, probably it's probably gonna be uh, Primo. Well, one of them is going to be primo because it's Arizona, then Dallas, then Vegas. So back-to-back, Arizona-Dallas, and they go to Vegas, and Colorado, then Minnesota, then Anaheim. So the big boys are showing up. Like, they're playing some big boys. So let the losing continue. Unless they go into Vegas and just pull a... a they game. reminisce a little bit. They pull a game, too. <laughs> and sneak out a win. Good I don't times. Know. We, we reminisce about that way too much for a team that is this bad. So it's just so fun. But whatever. It was What's, it's the one thing we have going for us as a fan base yeah. right now. Well, it's better than losing since 67. Yeah, So I guess. So, look, we're reaching the hour mark. Um, what are your expectations? What are your predictions for the Habs versus the Arizona Coyotes on the networks ESPN Plus, Hulu, TSN2, <laughs> and RDS? <laughs> um, what are my expectations? Hulu got some rights, so good for them. <laughs> <laughs> I think good good for the NHL. Good for the NHL. Um, well, I, they made so much money off that ESPN deal. Holy. Like it, they made so much money that like the the salary cap is going to go up. Well, again, COVID, <laughs> like, COVID's not helping their case. Exactly. The NHL's case. But um look, expectations. Look, we we uh, today we high score, talk- let's let's make it simple. High okay. scoring, low scoring. Two worst teams in the league. A hot goalie. Like, but what's the definition of high scoring? Is like like three two? No, no that's like, like mid scoring. Like like mid-scoring. five five four. four right? Three. No, I I don't think so. I think we're keeping it low here. I think it's gonna be like a three two game. Unfortunately, it's gonna be like yeah, like the Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. But that's just so boring. But it's Arizona Montreal <laughs> in Glendale. It doesn't get worse at four p.m. on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna tune in? Like, I think I have class. I think I might watch my. I think I I'd rather attend my Monday. class. I might watch that in. game. I think I'm gonna tune in. Why not? Should we should we go live for that game? Go on, God, no one's gonna <laughs> join. Oh my god. Oh my god. Our ratings would be horrible. Okay, what's your bold prediction? Do you have one? I do. But you know what? I'm gonna start my bold predictions are gonna start going in the in the way in favor of the other team. Like, I'm sorry. 
I can't. There's oh, like I can't bold predict anything for the Habs anymore. The, yeah. Every everything they do is bold. bold. Scoring a goal is bold. Getting a shot on net in the first ten minutes is bold. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna say two goals from Shane Goss's beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's bold. <laughs> it's I'm not go, bold. I'm, no, it is. It is very bold. I'm gonna go with a shutout from Vegemalka. I think Dvorak no. gets him. <laughs> Dvorak gets yeah, his revenge. He gets his revenge. Dvorak's <laughs> um, gonna be on a mi- I, He's gonna be on a mission. Can we talk about something for a second? Because I feel for this guy so much. He always looks pissed. No, I'm life. not talking about oh, Dvorak. Okay. I feel Caulfield, man. Like Look, he, I just, I just want to see him succeed so badly. He played very well in the bumper on the power play. Yeah, he did. I like very well. And you know what? Like, what? let's go. Let's let's give let's give whoever it was in Laval some credit because he's like we like him in that point position, that Braden point position. Everyone's like he needs to be on the half. When Laval they threw him in front of the net. Oh, it was front, not bumper. It was where Paley Okay, is. yeah, my fault. If um, I'm not mistaken, but I right? like the bumper because Maybe I think it was that. Bumper. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, but who cares? Anyway, <laughs> the, but the point. But that who cares about our players' development? <laughs> but I think that playing in the bumper spot is is like an underrated quick spot hands. to play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he whiffed on that shot that Hoffman, but then he retrieved the puck, got it to Hoffman. Like I think that yeah, it, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in that position. But if you're able to get the shot off quick, the goalie has no chance. Hoffman has a wire, but the whiff, and then there was another time where he's in the slot and he. I think he needs a shorter puck. stick or like a longer stick. I don't know what it is. He just needs confidence. Right, because you see the little things that pass. Okay, that's his skill. Right, he can do that. We all know he can do that, but he shouldn't be missing one timers. No, I agree. Like, I want him to become a Debrincat so badly. I think he will. He went to hit him in the corner, and I'm I like, saw that. And Debrincat like, definitely a, knows what he's doing. Debrincat's also like a bulkier player. Like he's short. He's the man in Chicago now. He's the man. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. a goal. But but keep in mind that like him in his first couple of years too. Like he wasn't like lights out scoring yeah. goals like he took his time too and again i think a big reason too is that in his first couple of years he wasn't as heavy as he is now and i'm not saying heavy in a bad way i'm saying he put on some muscle yeah and it benefited him because he plays with confidence caulfield can't go into a corner without getting clobbered and it might be by someone who's 5'11 it doesn't matter yeah so i think i think we need to see him bulk up and i think that will come with time and i, and I think i think he knows that like i think he's aware once he finds the way to become consistent and to like if he's in a scoring slump of three games and he finds a way to get out of it every single time that's when he'll become an elite player because right now i don't think ever in his career he's gone 27 games without scoring a goal right i think he has one goal in 27 games that's right. never happened yeah and in the, the goal NCAA, that he was in the ncaa if he goes two goals without a game the next game he'll just shoot 15 times and one of them's gonna go in and i feel like and Can't i feel like look like i'm i think first of all he's not getting very lucky and two he's but at the same time he's like maybe he just doesn't have as many opportunities, but he doesn't seem to be shooting as much. Yeah. And I think like, look, like to like you always say like, let's say there's a, a player shooting five times, four, three, four, five times per game, but not scoring. It's like you know it's gonna come at one point. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's nothing indicating to me that this year, and again, a lot in a lost season, but there's nothing indicating to me that it's gonna come because he's not shooting enough to for us to say your shooting percentage is so low to the point where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, I agree. So what's your bold prediction? I said Vegemolka. Oh, shout true. Out, said shut out. But I'm not. I'm I not think the Vorex gonna have a big game. I said the Gosses beer thing. I'm not feeling it anymore. But I think the Vorex gonna have a big game because the I, I want to see the poor guy. Um, but he just looks pissed. He doesn't look happy to be here. I'm not I, gonna lie. But he lie. didn't even look happy when he scored his first goal as a hab. Like he's, I think he's just upset. He was happy to be a coyote. Well, you're living in Arizona. You're living in the middle of the desert. It's hot. It's sunny. Now you're living in slush. He bought a house right before he was traded. Okay, so. Um, so he was ready to stay there. Um, look, do I think he's going to be a long-term hab? No, not at all. Do I want to go back 
when we were seeing up this exact table saying Kakinyam or Dvorak. And yeah. I don't even know. No, Kakinyam. I still I still believe I'd pay him six million. Oh, this could this could spark a long conversation. I'd pay him I'm six million this there. year to lose, and then next year you change up his contract. I I'm, I'm not in I like I, I'm I'm mainly in, in agreement with you. Um, but I, I'd rather pay him six million. Look, Devora could have had a, at the start of the season. It's completely different because we thought Devora was going to score twenty five or right. twenty. But right now, considering the season we're having, if I can replace Kakinyemi for Dvorak and have to pay two million more to have a twenty one year old center who can become a third right, no, second yeah. spot. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm change his contract after this year, it just I don't know. But at the time it was a sticky situation. And uh now we just have to find another center. Yeah. And and I'm switching my bold prediction. Okay. A goal and assist from Ryan Paling. Oh and wow, a goal okay. and assist from Caulfield. Both. Yep. Wow. And I think they go kind of hand in hand because if Caulfield gets an assist on the Paling goal, there you go. There's one of each. So I think that they're going to combine for four points, two points each. I think that they'll have, look, I said Vegemalka assist, so I'm really contradicting myself here. But yeah. now I'm flipping the script, and I actually think that the Habs take this one, unfortunately. In regulation. Sure. I hope not. Overtime, sure. Overtime, when Arizona gets a point, we get a point, everyone's happy. Yeah. You know what? Maybe overtime. Whatever. Overtime would be nice. I don't think it's an overtime. No, probably not. It's 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 too much. I don't care in that game. I see. I like right now. If I close my eyes, I see goals from Goss, Beer, Loss, and Kraus. I see points some in. It's gonna be an exciting, exciting. I don't afternoon. see a Caulfield goal in my head right now, but I see a paling goal. Like, do you not see that? Like, like when he like lowers his hands on a stick and just like weirdly wires the top. I don't show. know, man. I don't know. I'm just feeling like you know when you just like imagine scenarios. Like I just yeah. see. Like I'm telling you, I'm I'm predicting the future for those listening. Like I, I see it. A paling goal it? at least. But my bold prediction is two points from each. Okay. A goal a and one. assist, excuse me. And I have the Gosses beer two goals. Did I say two goals? Yeah, yep. two goals from Shane. And ghost. how about this? From now on, uh, I don't want to get too risky, but I, I wanna, I'm want i going to put it out there. From now on, if one of us hits our bold I'm prediction... I'm not buying a Gosses beer jersey. No, you are. A Gosses beer jersey. If he scores two goals... Yeah, but what if he... Uh, I don't know, he can. He's a good player. I think it would be funny. We would just have a like every time one of us hits a bold prediction, which wouldn't be I'll very often. I'll buy like a fake one. <laughs> sure. No we way can, I'm going full on Adidas wall. with the fight strap though. Even though a Kachinka Goss's beer is pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty cocky. What would you just call it? Kachinka, whatever. <laughs> Kachina. <laughs> Kachina. Kachinka. <laughs> Kachina jersey at the ODR. Yeah, that's a Goss's beer. I mean, it would be cooler if it was like a like a Castle. Hayton or Barrett Hayton or something. I mean, that guy's kind of washed. A Goche, like a Dylan Goche. Or yeah. Gaunt. 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 What is Dylan. this? It's not Gunther. <laughs> Dylan Gunther, yeah. Ga- it's Gunther. It's G-U-E-N-T-H-E-R. Uh, yeah, Gunther. Gunther, but it's Gunther. Oh, Gunther. Okay. Yeah, Dylan Gunther. He's not. He's good. What did I say? Gaunt. Gunther? Gautier or Gautier something? Gautier or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't know what's going on. We need to re-listen to this Kuchinka. part. I think we might just need to post this part. And, and I-, I might just name the episode Kachinka. Kachinka or Kachina? It's Kachina. Yeah, I, I know just it is. butchered it. Yeah. And is it Goatsy or Genther? Will or Butcher. Gunther? Will Butcher plays for them. What? Does he? No. Yeah. Really? Who is it? Where is it? Oh, he's in Buffalo? No. Yeah, that's no, what he I started thought. in Buffalo. I could have sworn No, he started in New Jersey. Will what? Butcher. Yeah, he started in New Jersey after he won the Hobie Baker. Yeah, I know he did, but then but he's never in Arizona. Oh, okay, so he's in Buffalo. Yeah. My bad. No, it is your bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, okay, we should just end this episode. I'm going on a weird Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but we but we've had some fun. We've had a lot of fun. But again, look, uh, if, for those who have made it this far, and I'm gonna throw it out there once again, like we always need topics to talk about. Like yeah. we're kind of just dissecting week by week. But unfortunately, when there's two games being played, and 
it's we're the losing same game games. Over and over again. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not too fun. Like we're we're definitely willing to talk some. Like we, I mean, we talked a lot about the NHL, but if there's anything some in golf? particular, ugh, not golf. <laughs> I don't know. I know maybe. NASCAR. Maybe we NASCAR, get into no. that. F one at least. If we're gonna, do we should cars. start another podcast, like a like like a NASCAR podcast. A NASCAR. I know nothing about NASCAR. or a golf podcast. Golf. I know like Jordan Spieth. <laughs> I think that's where we're gonna end it off. Tiger, obviously. Tiger, mini uh, tiger. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but I'm just embarrassed. Oh, Bubba Watson. I know my golf. Dustin Johnson or something. Dustin Johnson. That's a good one. Did I get that? Yeah, Dustin Johnson. That's it. That's all I know. The Henderson, just a girl. I should oh yeah, her first yeah, name. yeah. Whatever. I'm over it. Golf's um, too boring for me. Yeah, golf is. But it's fun to play though. If you're good. Let's go to the driving range. Yeah, honestly. We went after the Habs beat the Leafs. Were you not there? I wasn't there. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> 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 oh, no, you were you were at someone's house. Yeah, but it's a fun sport. We have nothing against those who play it. But we have it against people that watch it. Yeah. They're incredibly boring. Like, we should have, like, a Habs culture golf tournament. Let's do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we invite Bergevin, comes with this tight polo <laughs> like he always does remember that picture from the golf tournament where he literally looked yeah he was photoshopped yeah i could have sworn i saw that picture recently yeah anyways uh god what happened in the last 10 minutes here? i don't even know what happened in the last hour like, yeah what's going kind of, on? it's yeah it's been uh, it's been a little bit of a mess but hopefully you guys still enjoy the content that we yeah hopefully you do um and, and again feel free to give us feedback twitter yeah. instagram we're gonna try and be more active it's hard in these uh circumstances but it's always doable Pain for Shane. Go Habs go. And on that note, we'll see you next time. Stay safe, guys.